Today on Lockdown Red Wings, Scotty and I react to Steve Eiserman's uh, training camp press conference as well as go over the training camp roster for this upcoming season. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for WWJ News Radio 950. And Scotty is the host of Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And Scotty, as of the time people are listening to this, training camp is here. It has officially begun Thursday, September 22nd. And, uh, when as we're recording this here on Wednesday, though, the roster has come out. Steve Eiserman has spoken. You, Scotty, were fortunate enough to be able to watch the press conference. I I followed it on Twitter as best I could, uh, but I was at work while it was happening because they always Redwings always do these press conferences in the middle of the freaking day when everyone's at work. I don't know how I expect anyone to watch, but you were able to watch. So I'm gonna throw it over to you. I want you to like kind of just. Give me your thoughts on what was said, and hey, we'll talk about it. We'll break it down. Yeah, I mean, you know, not a. It it definitely wasn't a. It wasn't some revolutionary, like, oh my goodness, a bunch of breaking news is dropping left and right. Like it was a Steve Eiserman press conference. You know what I mean? Like, not not a whole lot was honestly said. I, I well, a lot was said, but not a whole lot was said. You feel it's like me? you got to like, read between the lines really hard. Yeah, yeah. So there was definitely you know three or four things that stood out that that you can kind of analyze. And and he he did answer questions. He wasn't just like beating around the bush and not you know answering the questions that were given to him. But there was a lot of you know like in between or like it's too early, which is. At, I don't even think that's GM talk. I think that's just true. Like, like everyone was asking about Edvinson like every five seconds. And he's like, guys, I, I don't know. Like <laughs> we haven't seen him play. Like, I, I don't know. Like he's like, he looked good in the prospect tournament. Um, but I like, we're gonna, I, I think his close to his exact wording when asked about Edvinson uh, was that it is, which is reassuring that it is a, a decision that'll be made during camp in the preseason. And he said he'll play uh, minutes. He'll play enough minutes to get a look and get enough playing time in the preseason. But he also said that the key to where to put Edvinson was he, he didn't say, oh, if he's just straight up talented enough, he's going to be on the Red Wings roster. The thing that he made very apparent, which I agree with, even though, you know, in a, in a perfect world, you'd like to see him ASAP was he's going to go wherever he's going to get the most playing time. That was yeah. like what he was very adamant on was Edmondson might be good enough. He, he might be today as we're having this conversation. He might be better than all of our, you know, third line or third pairing defensemen, right? Like that's, that's totally a, a reasonable argument if you're really high on him, but at the end of the day, I, like I said, Eiserman really drove home the point that he's going to go where he's going to get prominent playing time and, and enough opportunity to develop. And if he is so good in the preseason that he plays himself to getting 
good playing time at the NHL level, then he'll be at the NHL level right away. But if he's still kind of in that in-between phase, they're definitely going to err on the side of patience and, and not rush him for no reason and give him, you know, eight minutes a, a night on the third pairing. They, they'd rather give him, you know, 28 <laughs> in Grand Rapids. So, I mean, everything you said there just aligns with what Steve Eiserman has said in the past regarding him and it aligns with his philosophy with young players is, like you said, giving going having them play in a place where they're going to get the most minutes, like Jonathan Bergen last year. Uh, like Joe Valeno this past year, going to a place where they're going to have the most impact. I, I believe I read on Twitter that Eisenman also said something along the lines that if Edmondson's going to play in the NHL, he wants him to be a consistent everyday, like top six, which makes sense. I mean, obviously, but he also believes, and this is this is as close to a definitive, he's going to make the team that Steve Eisenman's ever going to give you, but he says he believes he has a real good chance of making the NHL, but like then he's like, but you have to wait and see how he looks in camp because right. he, of course, went over. Um, he did a good job, I think, of kind of what's the word I'm looking for with the expectations, kind of tampering, tampering t- expectations. Thank you. Uh, regarding the comparisons to he's a writer. Wait, hold on. I got you. <laughs> oh, man. I always forget about that. Uh, com- comparing Cider to Edmondson, he's like, Edvin- Simon. Edvinson doesn't have that extra year that Moritz Sidered. Moritz Sidered because of the pandemic after his year in Grand Rapids went overseas to the SHL. Simon Edvinson doesn't have that. He says Simon Edvinson played in the SHL last year. He looked really good. He played amongst men. But it's like basically was basically was trying to imply. Well, I don't want to say he was trying to imply because that's my interpretation. I inferred from that that he was trying to say, you know, don't hold Edvinson to Sider's uh, bar because that's just unfair. You know, he's like, Edvinson has a good chance of making the team, but don't, don't expect him to be cider, which I, I think is completely reasonable thing to ask. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, that, well, we've been trying to talk about that and, and try and tell people that all off season. We're like, Hey, <laughs> it's not fair to compare anybody to Mo kind of a thing, but yep. That was uh that, that was definitely a question that he got quite a lot just because it's probably the biggest question you know going into into camp and people just kept rewording the same thing and we're trying to get him to like spill a little bit more and it didn't work because you know it's it's Steve Eiserman but uh you know I mean what kind of asked about expectations a little bit uh didn't really play his hand too terribly much there uh at in, in certain questions he he talked about you know the insinuation of uh, you know, if, if in the second half, I forget what question it was specifically, but he said in the second half of the year, if we are playing meaningful hockey and making a playoff push, the, Oh, it was about, uh, it was about the Canada vaccine limitations being, uh, yeah. much more. It's being lifted. I believe. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think it is being completely lifted. because um, I remember, I remember reading that, uh, in regards to baseball. And so yeah. obviously that would apply to the NHL. Right. So uh, somebody asked him about Bert and was like, Hey, like Bert now, you know, if assuming Bert's still not vaccinated, like he can, that's a whole lot of games more that you're getting. You know what I mean? That's like, what, an, eighth, an eighth of your, yeah. An eighth of your schedule, basically that you're, you know, one of your best players gets to play in now. And he answered and, and said, 
uh, basically, like, you know, those points matter, obviously, and it's good to have Burr in the lineup and all that. And then, yeah, at the end was kind of like, you know, if in the second half of the year, if we're actually making a playoff push and, like, are playing competitive, meaningful hockey in the second half of the season, like, then those games may mean even more and those points mean even more and such. But also talked about, earlier in the presser, talked about, like, we're taking steps in the right direction. I don't have a, oh, we need to reach this mark in order to, you know, be in order for me to be pleased and, and whatnot. He's not looking for a point total, not looking for whatever. So very Steve Eiserman ask, but I, I mean, with the moves he made in the offseason, doesn't really need to say like, oh, I think we need to be this good. Like we all know that this team should be better. Like we, we, yeah. They had a huge offseason. We we have a, almost an entirely different blue line. Like <laughs> we, you know what I mean? Like we made so many moves and signed so many free agents. Like obviously this team should be better. So that's not really too terribly. I don't know that answer to me or what his answer, no matter what it was going to be, wasn't really too big on my end there. But yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, there's for sure. I mean. He just says the things that make the most sense. Correct. Know, especially yeah. in regards to the team and how well they should perform. I and mean, we've been talking about it, you know, all summer. Obviously, Eisenman went out there and he knows he made moves to make the team better, but he also knows that it's a team in transition with a first year head coach. Uh, right. You got probably going to have a bunch of y- young this guys quote. on the Listen team. This quote. Okay. This is like the exact thing. I believe we'll be a better hockey team this year. I expect us to be. Having said that, with a lot of changes, it can take some time for certain things to settle in. Hopefully, it translates to more wins, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I, I agree, Steve. We, we should be better. But it also could take a little while to settle in because you know, we have so many different personnel and, uh, you know, behind the bench, on the ice, etc. Like, yeah, that's completely true. So, Absolutely. Uh, There's some injury updates as well out of this press conference from yep. Steve Eisman, and we'll give you those when we come back. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, pod, news and podcasts, including uh, this year's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. During the press conference, actually mo- mostly just opened with it, if I recall correctly. The injury updates on the players, the Red Wings tweeted it out. A- Andrew Kopp had an abdominal surgery in the offseason. Uh, he's expected to be back first week of the regular season. He's on the training camp roster, but I believe he's expected to miss the preseason, which is just makes makes sense. Why risk aggravating the injury? One, your regulars don't really play a whole lot in preseason anyways, like in any sport, your regulars don't play a whole lot. So why put him out there, risk re-aggravating an injury that's not 100% healed, wait until the games matter, then play him. Uh, Jake Wolman, obviously we know he was out, I believe, Trying to, there's so many injuries I can never keep them straight. I had I believe he was shoulder surgery, yeah, and he's going to be back in mid-November. Robbie Fabry and Mark Pissick are both expected to be out um, until around the new year, after, shortly after the new year. Uh, I think we we talked about that. And we both kind of predicted like it wouldn't be until after the new year yeah. or All Star break that span. And then Chase Pearson is out indefinitely, personal out indefinitely 
with personal reasons. We don't know the reasons. We won't speculate on the reasons, but he is out. Um, out of those five players, does anything catch your eye, catch you off guard? No, I mean, I, they're all expected except for Pearson, right? And, like, obviously hope everything's okay with him. But, I, no, I mean, it's it's – this is all like we knew all this besides, yeah. besides him. So, well, did we know about cop? I don't remember hearing about cop's injury. Uh, I'm pretty sure we knew that he had something he had done in the that or I forgot. Unless I might be making this up, but I, I'm pretty sure we knew like so, he did, like he had something happen over the off season, but he'd be back. Somebody uh, go like back and listen to our night. old episodes and let us know if we knew about this or not. But regardless, he'll. I, I might be thinking of of Pissick or something. I might be just making this up. But I, I thought I thought we knew about that. Regardless, I mean, he's he's, like, he's not going to miss serious time. So whatever. yeah, he'll be back uh, first week of the season. So that's reassuring. Uh, Robbie Fabry is a really interesting case. I mean, obviously, Pissick and Wallman are interesting cases just from the standpoint that. The defense, there's so many bodies back there. I won't call it deep, but there's so many bodies back there. I don't. I wonder how it'll shake out when they're healthy. But especially with Robbie Fabry, because Fabry's like a very good middle six forward winger, sure. and but this is a very deep forward core now, especially down the sides. Center depth is well, still shaky. We got centers. There's a lot of bodies. Is, yeah. There's a lot of bodies. So how how it'll shake out when he returns is going to be really interesting for me to see because. Will he be good enough coming back from his third ACL tear to bump somebody off the right. second line? I, I mean, my my knee jerk, my gut feeling is probably no. But you know, we've I been proven, proven wrong no, before. Yeah. Um, but if he even at the third, it's line a hell level, of a third liner though. Yeah, who's but who's he bumping down because you already have a hell of a third line. No, true. Yeah, the, no. I mean, it, it, you're gonna have some. Questions. At full strength, you're going to have some legit uh, winger depth uh, on this team. Uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, like like you said, center depth is obviously still something we're going to circle and keep an eye on. And I think that kind of circles back into he was asked about Bergeron at one point, and I think he gave a pretty similar answer about you know wherever he's going to get the most playing time. I also want to go just really quick about Edmondson. I, I believe he said actually I know he said in. Uh, in one of the questions about Edvinson, because again, there were like 40, but one of them, he did say he liked his odds or, or like there, you know, there was like a, like a, a chance or like a solid chance, or he might've even said good chance. Like he, he did. I don't want to make it sound like it was he totally just chance. went up. Right. I don't, I don't want to make it sound like he just went up there. And I feel like in the first segment when I was talking about it, I made it sound like he had like zero clue at all, which he hasn't seen him play. And that will obviously determine it. Um, but he, I mean, he did, he, I think he cited a lot of stuff that he did in the SHL last year and just talked about how good he thought he looked then and, and stuff. So I'm not, I'm not trying to make it sound like, you know, that there's uh there, there's a really small chance or anything, or that Eisman went up there and, and, and just said, Oh, you know, who knows, but, um, cause I, I think he did use the words, uh, like solid chance or good chance. So there is, you know, something there. I, I, I just, but then again, like back to the conversation at hand, like Bergeron was asked as well. And that's obviously another forward that in this team you're looking at for, for that forward depth we just talked about and somebody that might be able to help the center depth situation uh but again like he, he had that one he he also stressed 
playing time, playing time. He also said he really liked what he saw out of him last year, which is something that was kind of a debate between some Red Wing circles, right, about how Bergeron looked. Like, that was a very common topic, especially when he was up, right? And and so hearing Steve go up there and be like, yeah, I, I really liked what we saw out of him last year. He did everything we asked of him last season. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens this year kind of a thing. And that was what a lot of the individual player stuff was. It was like, a, well, we'll see. I think I'm, you know, maybe I'm leaning this way, but we'll see. So, yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> kind of Steve Eisman in a nutshell right there is for sure uh, for sit sure. on that fence. So you don't get anything. Did, Correct. Was there anything, uh, anything else that he said that was, that stood out? I know he did talk a little bit about the Scott Harris thing that was mentioned in yesterday's episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like he, he yeah, he, he, all he said was just stuff about like, he did talk to him and like that he really likes him. So like, I'm sure that that, I mean, when, when one of the most iconic figures in the history of the city likes you, like that's a, that definitely can't hurt. I'm not saying that's that that's endorsement. he was, he was the one that, that Illich picked, but like, yeah, he did talk about it and was like, yeah, like I, I talked to him, like, I really like him. And the Eiserman even said that he'll, that he wants to keep talking to him and he wants to pick his brain. Cause he thinks Harris is like a fantastic executive. That's like going to be super successful here and wants to, like pick his brain about how to be a better like executive and stuff. So can we talk too about, so the, the way they met is Brendan Shanahan took Steve Eiserman to a Cubs game at Wrigley. Yeah, Field. Wrigley. Yeah. That doesn't answer the question as to why Brendan Shanahan was taking Steve Eiserman to a game at Wrigley field. Like, I don't know. Shanahan goes to, he, I mean, he, he, there have been several, uh get i don't i guess i don't really know i mean it's wrigley field like if you're in town like you know everybody loves saying they've yeah. been to wrigley field like it's at a you know iconic historic sports venue but yeah i don't, I don't really i don't really know I, I guess i don't really know you know who's always at cubs and white Sox games why would chelios, i know dude. chelios is always there you know always. that doesn't surprise me because he's he's always been had more of an affinity to Chicago than he did Detroit because he spent for sure well, it's he, just, he spent the longest in Detroit it's so but. funny whenever the Tigers go to the he all because he goes to the when the Tigers are in town like he goes like those are the two you know like big teams for him so like he, he goes to the the games and we always interview him and stuff and it's just like yeah like good this you know everything's cool and it's just like so it's such a nonchalant interview he's just like in a t-shirt in this in like the fourth row that he's just like giving a tv interview about like baseball and you're like okay um but any, anyway back to the uh the press right i think the only other thing that really i mean it, it really was just a lot of like we'll wait and see that was the biggest thing i got out of it was like okay i'm really excited for the first press conference after the preseason because <laughs> then i feel like we'll actually get some substance in here but um yeah the only other thing like he was asked about lalone and and just how he's been so far in the off season and what they've talked about and why, you know, we haven't really gotten to pick Steve's brain about like why alone was the overwhelming guy. And uh, I, I think the biggest reason he said was communication. Like that was the thing he kept driving home was like, he's his, uh, his, that's the, his best trait was his communication skill. He's a highly talented person, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, not not too much substance in it, but it's always cool to to be able to try and ask Steve Eiserman questions at least. So, 
Um, yeah. Take a, take a shot at asking him a question, see if he even answers it. Right. I'm trying to think, was it Prashant at the deadline last year where he asked him something about, like, oh, is I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's like, is this person on the block or is this person on the market or something? And Steve was like, what do you think? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It wasn't like aggressive or like rude. He was like, what do you think? No, he did that to, I think it was on Sarkhan of MLive. I think that's, I think I know what you're referring to. I'm trying to remember. I know Nolan and I talked about it on the show. You can probably go back and find it, but. You know, I remember that. It was a sassy Iserman moment. It was pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. I, you know, I've, I've broke down two press conferences on between this show and the Tigers show in the last 24 hours and. The last one had a lot more substance in it. I'll tell you that there, there was really not a not a whole lot of weight in this one. But like I said, still a a cool moment, and and still uh, again, anytime you can you can put Steve in front of a mic, it, it's going to be people are going to tune in. And I enjoyed hearing what he had to say about all the players. It sounds like he really thinks that the team is um, headed in a good direction. And you know, if it wasn't, I'm not sure he'd be as vocal about it. So. That's true. Uh, So we're going to go to our second break here. And when we come back, we're going to go over the training camp roster. Uh, There's a lot of names on that list. A lot, a lot of names, as is every training camp. And we'll do our best to tell you a little bit about as many people as possible. I won't say everyone because that'll be impossible. But we'll do that when we come back. Segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, We're going to look at this training camp roster now and just talk a little bit about some of the people on it. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, if you watched any of the prospects tournament, a lot of these names aren't going to be much of a surprise for you. You'll recognize a lot of the guys that you maybe not would have, maybe would not have recognized prior, but this is the full roster. Yeah. So the fascinating thing to me is if, if you like zoom into the bottom there, the key of like, you can. It kind of highlights which players are signed by Grand Rapids and which ones are adjusting back to being small and such. You know what I mean? I think that's the kind of the thing to look at for I just when, when you're looking over the training camp roster. Yeah, so obviously you have uh, – the first thing I did when I looked at this roster is like, okay, where's Riley Piercy? Where's Riley Piercy? He's still there. Yep. He's hanging on, which of course, I mean, he was, he's an invitee to training camp, so there, he wouldn't be gone yet. But I was like, I'm rooting for you, man. I'm rooting for you. Yeah, um, for a sure. guy, another guy that stood out to me, he's uh, another camp invitee. Jeremy and I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to get this last name right because we didn't mention him during the prospects tournament, but he was a plus. I believe four. in you. I believe uh, in you. Jeremy Biaka Butukua, Butuka. I literally Scotty. There's no way that was right, but I I don't know if I could do any better. So hold on, let me phonetics this out. Biak Biaka Butukua, Biaka Butuka, Biaka Butuka. Biaka Batuka. I think you got it. Biaka Batuka. So Jeremy no Biaka Batuka. No, I think that's right. I appreciate right. you. I think that's good. It's close. It's closer than mine. Yeah, but there's I, no, there's no accent marks or anything on this page. Yeah. And I think I'd be pretty confident that that has like, I don't know, maybe at least one. Anyway, but he was a plus four in the prospects tournament. We didn't really mention it because he was one of those guys who kind of was underlying. Like it was underlying impressiveness. He wasn't. Sure. No, he was solid. Goals. Yeah, he was on the ice and he was an impact player and he was on the ice, but he didn't necessarily 
like it didn't uh, translate to goals and assists for him, but he was out there and a positive impact when he was on the ice. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to him. But as you can see, you got Philip Zadina, you got Robbie Fabry, which is nice to see that he has been invited to training camp. Um, but so is Mark Pissick. I don't know how much these guys are going to be involved in training camp when they're still recovering from these huge injuries. For sure. Um, probably very limited when they're still a good three months away from coming back uh, to uh, coming back to the ice. But yeah, Andrew Coppi, Austin Zarnick, Matt Loff, Lucas Raymond, Pew Suter, Taro Hirose, Pontus Andreessen, which don't forget the Red Wings signed Pontus Andreessen, yep. who lit it up in the SHL this last year. He and Edvinson were two of the rookie finalists for rookie of the year. Yeah, people so forget, man. He could be a surprise out of training camp. So keep him in mind. You got Rasmussen, Chris Kulo, Pierce. Well, not Pearson. He's taking some time off. Giovanni Smith, Dominic Shine, who's signed by the Grand Rapids Griffins, Bergeron, Zito, Perron, there he is, Piercy, uh, Bertuzzi, Uberti, who is a camp invitee, Drew Woodward, Warred, sorry, I want Woodward, I guess. Woodward. That's just uh, <laughs> it's the Detroit in him. It's the Detroit in him. Uh, Warred. Uh, that's a French last name. I'm not even going to attempt. Uh, <laughs> Stunquist. Thank you. Okay, you got it. Dylan good. Larkin, Trenton Bliss. Adam Ernie, Cross Hannis, Cedric LaCroix, Tyler Spezia, Amadeus Lombardi, Kirill Tutayev, I know nice. it now, uh, Dominic Kubalik, uh, Marcus Limparlance, Julian Anstill, Elmer Soderblom, Ivan Ivan, Jacob Matthew, Joe Valeno, Mitchell Martin, and that's all the forwards, guys. So it goes on from there. Actually, there is a lot like of guys. Not even all the forwards. You have a whole other row there if you really wanted to. No, those are defense. It's, it's uh, weird. The, the, no. This bottom part. Defense, oh, oh, no, you're right. You're right. I didn't actually read the list. Yeah, you're 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 correct. But yeah, so any of these guys that stand out to you, Scotty, that you want to go over real quick and just like give a quick shout out to? Um, I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, like I'm I'm glad that they were. Uh, I'm glad that they were just like handing out camp invites. Like, why not? Yeah. I'm glad that a lot of the players in the prospect tournaments are at least getting camp invites. That's super cool for them. Super cool for us. Get to see how they look matched up against, you know, uh, the, the NHL product um, really liked the, the, and like, you know, like I like the fact that Soderblom's there, but like he was obviously going to be, you know what I mean? Like it, not necessarily surprises. I don't think no, but I'm just glad to see everybody to, I'm just glad to see all these names on a sheet of paper. Like I'm really pumped to just see to just see uh, Red Wings hockey again. I, I do like the fact that, uh, like I said, I, I really like the fact that they were super, just like okay, just handing out camp invites to to a lot of these guys. I I like Ivan Ivan getting a look. Um, I mean, even Mitchell Martin made a couple of nice plays in the prospect tournament. So, yeah, super, super cool. I, I don't think there's anybody that I'm like, oh, my goodness. I don't think there's any surprises, though. Uh, no, there's not. I mean, there's two guys I want to point out, though, for sure, for training camp here uh, that we haven't been giving a, a lot of attention to lately. Not as like not it's our not our fault. There hasn't been any news on them. Uh, but Jared McIsaac and then uh, UC Ulki Nuora. Uh, Jared McIsaac obviously wasn't at Prospects Tournament. He's a guy that you want to keep an eye on who's had a pretty, pretty decent last couple of years who very shortly here could be on the cusp of making the NHL roster. So keep an eye on him during training camp and preseason, see how he performs. 
The same with uh, UC Uki Niora. They signed him out of Europe this uh, last offseason. And I was immediately, he, I still am not really sure what the game plan is with him, especially now you've traded for Vili Huso. And you have Jan right. Bednar, who played really well in the prospects tournament. You had Bednar. Sebastian Kosa. And that's something Eisenman didn't want to commit to where Kosa was playing, either ECHL or uh, AHL. And so, well, I mean, there's he, a little- Yeah, when asked about him, he listed. He was like, we have a ton of options with him, right? Like, like with the other dudes, he kind of was talking about, uh, you know, like, you know, mo- like I said, most playing time, like best situation, whatever. When, yeah. When he was asked about Costa, he was like, we could put him like anywhere in the planet. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we can, we can, you know, put him wherever we see fit and, and mentioned again, playing time with him as well. So, yeah. So it's going to be interesting because I obviously Victor Bratstrom is going to be in the AHL. He's that's, he's one of the goaltenders for the Grand Rapids Griffins, but it's just who's going to be there with him. Will it be Kosa? Will it be Bednar? Will it be Uki Nora? I mean, w- will, obviously there's going to be cuts. There's other goalies on here as well. And Oki, um, and Lethemin as well. I mean, you know, what are you going to do with these guys? Those Oki was a, a camp invite. Lethemin's already signed by the Grand Rapids Griffins, but so what are you going to do with these three other goalies that you have under contract? You know, I mean, that makes it seem as if, Coast is going to go to the Sulito Walleye then, but on Elite Prospects, he's already listed as Grand Rapids Griffins. So, not that Elite Prospects knows everything. It's an interesting goaltending situation where you have a lot Toledo of guys. by name, yeah. Toledo, the Toledo Walleye. I mean, it would make sense. That's like the that's professional hockey that he can play, and it's a step up from the WHL, but it's not so high of a step up that he could get shelled in the AHL. So it would make sense. I think the fan in me would just like it if he could go go faster, but I know that's not realistic when when talking it's about goaltending goalie. development. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the goalie, yeah. It, it doesn't really matter where he's playing this year. He's got a, a, a several years until he's in the NHL, presumably. So, but all right. Any other final? thoughts for this episode before we wrap it up and then tomorrow friday's episode we're going to get into actual training camp news i'm pumped i'm so excited i can't like- wait for like the first like training camp video of just like dude skating like half-assed and you're just like this is awesome that guy's a stud look at him <laughs> i cannot wait look how good Edvinson's skating right here he's doing like it's a so smooth like, <laughs> he's doing like a blue line drill you're just like this dude is amazing he's got it he's the one uh no i don't think so i think um yeah we ball I'm, I'm just really pumped for everyday everyday shows everyday content everyday just red wings again really, I'm pumped really to glad we're here talking to you every day Honestly, i know three days a week wasn't enough i i agree i I'm agree that up all right back Good. to five yeah we definitely never speak outside of the show honestly as soon as i exit out of this tab man it's like radio silence until we hop back on it tomorrow so yeah, we we definitely, have, we definitely only spoke three days a week the entire mm-hmm. summer. Yeah, somebody will leave you on red, so you know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> actually, probably fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a new episode, same time, same place. It's your team, every day. Every where's, my, day. where's my cursor? There it is. Bye. Nice.